You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Uh, disclaimer, we've done this episode before, haven't we? Yeah, this is the the, uh, <laughs> the updated version. Round two. <laughs> uh, so my guest today, Jackson Yules, uh, we sat down, uh, what, about six, was it? How long? It was a while Almost back, last year, wasn't it? Eight yeah. to a year, probably. It was yeah. a while back, last year. Um, and episode went great, did an awesome podcast, and then my dog ate the SD card. So that episode has <laughs> never aired. Um, but a lot has changed in that time that we did that podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, back then, you, you're not where you are now, and you've recently got married as well, yeah, and, and now have a new job. Changed. Yeah. Um, yeah, back then, I just graduated and then started up 44 Design Co., custom furniture, uh, woodworking, and then got married. Um, missed being out of the game so i uh got back into coaching and uh teaching here at deer creek high school mm-hmm. um and still doing woodworking but uh, but it's now more time of a passion off, now yeah. than yeah, yeah. football is my passion but i still enjoy woodworking so it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, definitely good to have that on the side right and for people that don't know you don't know your story you know you, you played at ou but you came to ou from you were transfer right yeah i transferred in um 2013, I graduated high school and I went to Pittsburgh State uh, in Kansas uh, for football and played a semester there and just was kind of like, man, I need to need to try to get back to mm-hmm. OU. That's kind of always been my dream and uh, realized that when I was in Kansas. So I transferred uh, spring of 2014 and walked on. Yeah. Um, walked on to the football team and. Kind of the rest yeah, is and and for every kid who grew up in Norman, like yeah. that's obviously the dream is to play football for OU. Yeah, that's uh, that was something that I grew up doing, going to games with my family, and it's uh, runs deep with my family. I've, uncle played there in the '80s, and my grandfather was the equipment manager there for about 15 years, and grandmother was a cheerleader in the '50s. So it's a, yeah, it's definitely in my blood for sure. Well, so for someone like who's never been in that position, I mean. I, people listening and watching have definitely been to an OU game or, or college football game. It's yeah. like, it's a huge deal, especially from that town. What was that feeling like walking onto the field for the first time? Oh, it was, it was pretty incredible. I mean, you know, you get to run out of tunnels in high school and you go to Pittsburgh state and it's a, it's a great school. Um, but to be in, to be on Owen field and in front of 85,000, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, especially growing up being at, every home game and you know as a kid you dream of running out and then you're finally doing it and it's kind of hits you you're like wow this is it's really happening yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I set out for two years I, I redshirted at Pitt State and then I transferred and you have to sit out a year mm-hmm. for transfer so those were a long two years of just kind of going to practice and workouts just waiting and waiting and so that moment was uh, would you suit up for games on the t- on the sideline for that or no, you couldn't do it the first year you can be on the sidelines but you can't suit up okay um 
So you're just a so practice just, player. Yeah, you're in you know, water. You're throwing waters out and kind of hanging out with people. Yeah. Without any any of the reward. So it's it was a long yeah a cause, long year because you're on that field for like. So was there any big games that year or big moments that you think you really um, wanted to be involved in while you're on the sidelines? The first game's always fun. Yeah. You know, the, the year I was sitting out. You're yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Like, is there any moments on the sidelines where you're like, oh, I just I want to you know I'm, I'm a part of it, but the, I'm, uh, I'm not on the field. The toughest ones were the road games because at the home games you got to be there and you're involved. Right. Um, but they don't travel you. Um, to the road game so you're watching on TV going oh there's my roommate or there's my my buddy he's playing and I'm sitting at home so it's kind of those were the toughest games Um, watching them on TV Mm -hmm. feeling like you should be there yeah and then like I said when you get to play who did you play that first game it's usually like Tulsa or someone right? yeah we played uh, I believe it was Akron okay Akron and my my first game I was uh, I didn't I didn't get in. Yeah. Um, so that was tough. It's such was, an anti-climax. <laughs> I was, you know, scheduled to, to start on a few special teams, and I was, you know, that was my goal is to get a, find a way on the field. And right. the week of practice, depth charge, depth charge changed, and I ended up not getting to play. So I was kind of bummed. Yeah. Uh, but the next week we went to Tennessee, and about two days before the game I got put back on. So that was my first time playing in college was uh And Tennessee is a hard place to go. And right. And I was uh, – a crazy game it's got is that the game you guys won in overtime yeah it was a double overtime, double overtime game and, and they did like the orange and white stadium yeah, yeah i remember that board. game it was it's fun i mean that's a memory i'll have for and a long time you guys were down going into that like yeah they jumped out on us early and i think it was 17 to yeah. three it was I mean, a big they comeback were, they were dominating and five minutes left we were down two touchdowns and i think we we tied it up and then yeah. Took it into overtime. Was it Shepard in the corner? Or so who was in the corner that caught that touchdown? Uh, Not Sh- yeah, Sterling. Was it Sterling in the Sterling corner? Sterling Shepard yeah. caught a touchdown. Uh, and then uh, I think Baker ran one in for yeah. a touchdown. Or two-point conversion, maybe. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Or it, was a, it was fourth and one. They scored. It was a touchdown. Yeah. And then in overtime, Shepard caught a touchdown. And then we stopped him on defense. So that, that about what a moment that is. 110,000 people there. It was it was a cool, yeah, cool yeah, place yeah, to yeah. play for sure. Yeah. So what? So you said you're on special teams. What? What was your role in special teams? Um, I played on punt return, kickoff return, and then uh, a little bit of kickoff team. Okay. Mostly setting up blocks for the the fast guys. Yeah. Um, for the first first two years, I just did special teams only and kind of took it yeah. upon myself to be the best I could be, and I enjoyed doing it. You know, it's it's a big part of the game in college, so. It was a different role for me going from high school, playing offense and defense every play, and then mm-hmm. going to college being just kind of a, a role player. But it's a, it was a great lesson. And yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. happy to be, be oh, out I'm there. Oh, I'm sure. And, and like I said, you have, like, the best people around you to move around and yeah. to do, you know, in that position you are, like I said, you've gone from high school to playing a bunch of different roles to, okay, now I just get to pick one and I get to perfect that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that was fun. Yeah, it was a different – Different experience, but you know when you get to to help out on a, a team of really great players anywhere, it's, a, it's yeah. a good spot to be. So, and I'm sure you still stay in touch with everybody, right? Yeah, Room, I do. Roommates got, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, they uh, all go their separate ways after graduation, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of the only one left here in town. So, it was definitely a a weird transition. Yeah, but I try to stay in touch, and you know, people get engaged and get married, and you go back for weddings and 
people always come back for one or two games, so it's good to see. I'm sure that's always good, yeah, to, to kind of when you get those like three or four times a year, yeah. or it's a wedding or it makes a it, game that you makes it fun when you get to see everybody. a little reunion or whatever, yeah, and people sharing sure. stories and hanging out and stuff. But yeah. that's really cool. So. Yeah. 44 Design Co. is uh, 44 is obviously your number, and then just this passion for woodworking mm -hmm. came out of that. Yeah. Uh, when did that start? That started, I think, my junior year. Yeah, my junior year, I uh, needed a coffee table, and I I'm got a kind of an expensive taste. So everything I was looking at was like nine hundred dollars to a thousand, and it's like, man, those kind of look like something I could maybe just whip up. So yeah. my aunt and uncle have a kind of a small shop in their backyard. So I went over there and she, she's very, very crafty and kind of showed me what she would do. And I went to Lowe's and just got some mm -hmm. two by fours and some, you know, two by eight pine boards and kind of learned as I went. Yeah. Um, after I built one, I, I posted it on Instagram and my roommate at the time was Baker uh, mm -hmm. And he reposted. I don't even know what it was yeah. at that time. Re Retweet or watch it or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it got some attention. And then a couple of guys on the team were like, "Hey, we need a coffee table." So I, I built one cheap for them. Um, and then I was like, "Man, I could maybe, start, yeah, you know, a little side Actually business." Enjoy this. And I was yeah. paying for school at the time, so all the money. Right, like all the money helps. You yeah, know? I mean, it's like I said, you're you know you're you're in a position where you've it's not cheap to go to school. Yeah. You know, yeah. books are expensive and everything yeah. else is expensive. And you find this passion that you're like, Hey, well, I can make a little bit of money out yeah. of this. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than finding, making money out of doing something that you love doing. Yeah. Uh, what, so what was that like that kind of like when it, you know, you started making stuff? Cause I remember when we did this, you said that there was the NCAA didn't like you yeah, using the number or whatever it was. To, yeah. There's to some, uh, stuff some guidelines to running a business in college. There's been a couple incidents over the last couple of years. I think there was a player at, at UCF or central Florida or, uh, Southern Florida that I think he was a punter or a kicker that had a podcast, a YouTube channel that yeah. was just killing it. Yeah. And he was making 25 grand a month and he was like, they're going to shut me down. So he just, he, he just quit, quit school, you know, cause he was making so much. Um, but there is guidelines to where you can't use your name or image. Um, and that's pretty tough when you're running a business. Well, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's something that you can go back and forth with. But in the end, I feel like if you're paying for your school and you're staying out of trouble and you're, you're not taking money that's illegal right. and you're, you're making an honest, honest living. I think it's, something that well, it is changing mm -hmm. um i think the next couple of years there's some yeah. that just came out that uh -huh. is california have gone california it, yeah. did and i think ncaa just passed within the next couple of years they'll be you can make earn money on your your name and image so i'm not sure how they're yeah gonna that's handle gonna that. be crazy this and i see i see why they they put that restriction on it because right. you know you could get an offer to to mow mow grass for two months in the summer and get mm -hmm. paid 5,000, but they, they have turf in their backyard. So it's kind of a, yeah, there's all these stories, isn't you know, yeah. it's kind of, how do you really put yeah. a guideline it, on I'm, that many players and that many schools? Right. And like I said, it, it definitely, it definitely goes on, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. All that stuff kind of goes on. Oh, yeah. And, and there's, like I said, you know, all these stories, not just from OU or whatever it is from all over the country that this stuff has happened and it's been going on. It's not recent. This stuff has been happening since, yeah. first, since college football since, started. Since the 70s and 80s you know? when it kind of became a big deal for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, on, on that, like, 
I, I'm a, I don't know. I haven't really looked into it much with, with California and some of the players getting endorsements or whatever yeah. it is being paid to do stuff. But I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure for the players, it's like we kind of earned this. You know, like people wouldn't be watching us if, if yeah, you know, there's, you there's know, certain players and there's certain people who are probably like, yeah. Like I said, there's so many different opinions and thoughts and variations of how you can set it up. And, yeah. Um, I wrote a couple papers in college about I was in a, a sports marketing class and uh, I just I got to where I it's tough watching because I live with Baker and yeah. there's. Right. If there's jerseys, anyone that's going to be marketed, that you know, there's that fifty thousand jerseys with number six on it in the yeah. stadium, and he's not seeing any of it. Yeah. So that's a you know that there's that side of it, and then there's also a side where a guy like me is paying for their school, um, and and honestly, you can't have a a regular job mm-hmm. being a student athlete at a at a division Especially one school. Be, yeah, right. Being an athlete, it's you just can't do it. time commitment. You're going to have to find something on the side that you can mm-hmm. work with or sell or or, uh, or make. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my argument towards it. It's like I'm paying for school. I should be able to make money just how every other student is making money. Right. Um, then again, there's there's arguments to both sides. Yeah. So, was there anyone else doing kind of side hustles on the team that was kind of similar or anything um, like that? Not really. I know there's, there's a couple guys that – that pick up shifts here and there at smaller businesses, yeah. but but no one doing something like business. an actual business yeah. like you were. Yeah. So that was kind of the first first time. And there's other athletes at Oklahoma that have started businesses yeah. in other sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a volleyball player at the time that was doing clothing or something. Okay. So it's not the first time it's been done. It's just yeah. Right. When you have that many eyes on you, I mean, you have the perfect opportunity yeah. to help, you know, use that in, in and like I said, the NCAA is such a giant organization that yeah. they're going to come down, whatever it is. And, and you see it now with like the NFL and I know the PGA Tour have done this too with people like using the content to share, like Bob Mennery got a huge thing from the NFL and PGA Tour and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's they just don't like it, do they? Yeah. You know, they don't like you using what I guess they're broadcasting stuff. For, yeah. And I do understand it to a certain extent, but at the same time, there's exceptions like yourself where like this is actually paying for me to be here. Yeah. There's, you know, that that was a blanket rule that covered up some, yeah, some people that had you know affected and mm-hmm. in a negative way. But so I think it's changing. So you like yeah, definitely. So you you're living, you know, you're rooming with Baker and all this mm-hmm. stuff's going on, and he's like. We so when he walked on, did he just kind of room with you guys when that? We walked on and we, uh, we had never met. Yeah. And uh, we lived a semester. He lived uh, in the dorms and I lived at home. Yeah. Because I moved back pretty late and I couldn't find a roommate. And then the next year we moved in. Okay. Um, we have some mutual friends in Tulsa that were roommates and um, kind of just hit it off when we both yeah, got yeah. to OU at the same time. Yeah, and and like going through all that and like being basically you know with around him all the time mm-hmm. while all that stuff's going on, I mean it must have been crazy. Yeah. Right. No, it was. It was. <clears throat> um, you know, it was a very cool experience to see on the inside mm-hmm. and the outside of how that how that really looks. Um, people, you know, they they kind of take it for granted how how talented he was and how much he did for for OU on the mm-hmm. on and off the field um but he you know he puts in a lot of time and that's what yeah like you get to see a, the time that's like, a full-time job right. you know and and seeing him from 2014 when he was just a he just got there to when he graduated was 
a huge transition. You know, he start he he won the starting job, and um, you know, he played that first year, and he would became a big deal, and mm-hmm. we, we could go out to eat, and some people would say hi or get an autograph. And then the second year, it was we'd go to Campus Corner, grab some food, and it was pictures and autographs and a line of people. And then the third year, you just you don't even yeah you can't leave the door. You don't even go out. So yeah. it's you know to see that is. It's pretty cool, you know, and right. uh, especially for him. He was an OU fan growing up too, so it was something that he always, you know, wanted and yeah. had and seen other other players and looked up to guys like that. Right, and I guess, you know, in the role that you're in now with teaching and coaching at Deer Creek, like you get to – I mean, you had a first-hand experience of watching somebody work full-time to get to where they're at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to show these kids or, or tell these kids, look, like – I'm not just saying this to you because, like, because I, I read it in a book. Like, you've yeah. seen it firsthand. Yeah. So I'm sure there's been times where, you know, you see the kids here today, high school kids that, mm-hmm. like, you know, listen to what I'm saying because this has happened. Yeah. No. I. You know. There's. There's a. Definitely a lesson to be learned for Baker, and and my story. Um, different. Different rewards and mm-hmm. different uh, obstacles for sure. You know, um, but. Yeah, there's a, a lesson to be learned that if you just put your mind to it and, yeah. and work hard every day, that you'll you'll achieve something. Yeah, you know, and you'll uh, you'll be on top uh-huh. after. So. so so back to like so the NCAA basically said you can't use your name or whatever. So did you just kind of like put it to the side until you graduated? Yeah, I had I had originally started and it was kind of a joke. Yeah, my first I made a like a cheesy Instagram page. It was called House Rules and I spelled it. R-U-H-L-E-S because that's yeah. my last name. And yeah. It, it rhymed and then it caught on and I had, you know, That's a freaking good name, dude. I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it caught on and, and I had a two or 3,000 followers and I was like, maybe I should like make this more serious and uh-huh. um, and so I changed it to 44 Design Co and uh, I wanted something that I could kind of relate back to football when I was done. Yeah. But still be kind of catchy and more modern mm-hmm. um and i think once i kind of took it to the next step and started putting my stuff out there and selling more product that's when uh compliance at yeah. OU said hey you need to kind of steer away from using your name and your image and uh you can't post any pictures with you in the picture because i would stand next to the table and um so that was kind of tough and then dealing with people on Instagram and it's like I said it's tough to run a business when you're not able to really fully invest yourself in it um so I uh I kind of shut it down for about four months five months during the season which I didn't have much time anyways but Mm -hmm. I could still be posting but I just kind of I didn't want to get in trouble yeah and you don't want to let anyone down someone's ordering stuff and you're like I haven't got around to doing anything yeah so I uh I kind of put the brakes on and then right after the Rose Bowl I I picked it back up again and Mm -hmm. kind of took off with it for about a year yeah I guess it was fun though for that four months like not having to worry about it and like really focus on football it was it was uh kind of the last time you get to be a student and a yeah and a football player so it was a different experience but Mm -hmm. what's some of i guess uh i'm sure you get this all the time like kind of favorite or best memory from from like football at ou uh i would say we talked about earlier the tennessee game Mm -hmm. was definitely up there just because it was 
my first time playing, and the game was just one of those ones. One of the best games you'll play, yeah. Um, And then the bowl games are always fun trips. You know, you get to be – we went to the Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and the Rose Bowl, and those are all kind of primetime bowl games. Yeah, yeah. Put you up in a nice hotel, and they treat you right. And those are weeks that are just kind of a reward for a, a very long season. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were always fun. And then probably uh, the first Oklahoma State game was uh, we were playing for the Big 12 championship in, mm-hmm. in Stillwater, and I think we we beat them pretty good. So it was. I was at that game. You got yeah. We, it was uh, cold and I was, but yeah. it was it was a fun game. So yeah, it was a, it was kind of a late game too. It was, it was freezing, late. wasn't it? Was it was cold and late. Uh. Um, and that put us into the playoffs. Wasn't the that the time. season that OSU was like one in ten, and then they basically lost like to you three like like the last two or three games like to, they lost to Baylor and then they lost to you guys. Yeah, they were. I mean, that game. I think they were. They had one or two losses. Yeah, yeah and then. Uh, that game was whoever won was in the right, yeah, the Big Twelve champion and probably going to the playoffs. So uh-huh. it was a, you know, it was a big game. Now they have the championship game, yeah, which uh, that was my last season was the first championship game of the official like championship yeah. game. So was that was fun too. Was that the year that you guys played Alabama? We played Alabama in the year right before I got there. Okay, and won and won in the Sugar Bowl, and then the year right. after I left, they played. Was it Clemson away? Clemson in Miami Alabama. or something? Kyler Murray was the quarterback that okay. year, and they I can't remember what bowl game it was, but they it was uh, I think it was in San Jose, yeah, in California, and they lost by I think ten to Alabama. Yeah. So those are good play, experiences. You play the same team two or three times; they all run together. Yeah, we played Clemson and Alabama, and uh, so, so and they all run going together. to going to the bowl games. I mean, you know. Obviously, you had an insight into what the guys gone through recently. You know, yeah. with with playing uh, LSU recently mm-hmm. and all the other ones. Like, w- what goes through your mind when you're watching them, or you know that there's a bowl game leading up? Uh, you know, the the toughest part about being out is the games, watching them on TV, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't really miss the practices. Oh, or the yeah, summer conditioning Getting up early or in two a days or three days or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that part of me doesn't miss it, but when you see them see him on uh tv it's like man that's those were the fun times so the bowl games yeah it makes you miss it for sure you know mm-hmm. seeing him post on instagram and twitter and uh OU does a great job on their social media page just yeah um, they want all the, the best content they put out is just incredible the videos and the the uh updates so it's kind of a it makes you miss it mm-hmm. seeing all the updates and them at the beach or them at the you know on bourbon street or whatever they're, they're yeah. doing that day the event they have for the the team because um, they feed you well and they have a function every night. Yeah, you're in a five star hotel, so it's yeah. Yeah, you are getting wine and dine, yeah. didn't you? What I guess for while you were there and and you know you said the bowl games were the best. What's it? Does the team kind of have? Are you like set to get your own meals during the days and you like you just kind of fit meals in or is it more professional kind um, of? It's a little bit of both. So we we uh, we have practice every day. And so after practice, there'll be a team meal okay. at the hotel. Um, if there's not a team meal at the hotel, there'll be uh, a nice restaurant that that caters for us at the mm-hmm. restaurant. They'll have us all there, and you know they reserve the whole restaurant for us. So they uh, they do that probably two nights, and then hotel three nights, yeah. and then lunch they'll have. You can come grab a sandwich in the hospitality room, or okay, um, it's. 
there's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, the team functions you have to be at, and you there's food there. Um, and then they give you uh, some food money for the week, and you right. can, you know, we went to, to Disneyland and yeah. that deal, and you can buy food there and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, but when, when you're on campus and stuff through the year, it's just kind of you're at your own? Uh, when you're on campus during the season, they have a lot of food in the in the locker room, and they have the nutrition staff yeah, at OU yeah. provides lunch almost every day. It's a sandwich or a wrap. Uh, and then when you're traveling, they give I mean, yeah. all the foods through the hotel. And yeah, especially, like I said, with, with as big as nutrition is and how much of a value yeah. it is, I, it's I become, figured it would be You know, like my that. first year, they didn't have meals. And then my second year, there was a ton of, you know. Huge shift. Headington yeah. Hall has a cafeteria. They cater to the locker room. Um, if we have a, a practice in the morning, they have uh, Panera bread and yeah. bagels and that's biscuits really cool. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and it makes it so much easier for you guys too. You don't have to worry about running to grab a bite to eat before you go to class. Yeah, it's easy. It's uh, very convenient. You park there and you, I swung through the locker room and grab some, you know, quick yeah, snack on the yeah. way to class or some a granola bar. Just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after you're done, you you're like, man, I kind of took that for granted because yeah. now I. I got to go to the grocery store, and you know it's uh, there's a lot of a lot of benefits uh-huh. for sure. What was it like? I guess being under Stoops. Um, it was great. You know, I, that's the only coach that I yeah watched growing up at OU. Um, not growing up at OU, going to games at OU. Um, so he's kind of all I knew. Um, the John Blake era, who was right before Stoops, kind of ended before I could remember. Yeah. And Stoops was right when I was turning five and six or right when I started remembering. And it was awesome. So it you lived know, up to like every expectation. It was cool. Of, you know, he's very him. professional. Um, he's one of the few guys that can go out to practice and coach every position on the field and have knowledge. You know, yeah. he, he's been around it for so long that he can, he can get away with doing that. And then, uh, then the transition to, to Coach Riley was awesome too. Yeah, it seems like he's really taken. Um, taken you know, he it was well. the offensive coordinator for the years I was there. So when he took over as head coach, it wasn't a huge transition, right? Um, other than he was in charge of some of the defense now and mm-hmm. the head coach responsibilities. So, and he's done a, a he's heck done of a really job. well. And if anybody, yeah. I mean, there's the people out there that argue with that, but they're. I mean, the results don't lie, they're right? Crazy. You've been, you know, you've it's it's tough winning. to do. And uh, it's on the, the, the rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, I think, the right coaches in place mm-hmm. now to, to get the recruits in. And Well, yeah, and you have like, what, almost two, almost three Heismans in a row. Yeah. Which I know, think, I mean, Back to back and then a second-place finish, which people, you know, take yeah. for granted. And it's like, no, that doesn't happen every day. No. So, like it's, and then, it's you know, phenomenal. The playoffs three years in a row and Big 12 championships and – you know, after you do it for so long, people do. You're like, man, you know, it's kind of easy to do this. But when you're in it week to week, being in Oklahoma, you're getting everybody's best shot. Mm-hmm. So they're preparing as well as they can possibly prepare to beat you. And it's tough to win in college. I mean, that's why only one team is usually undefeated. So yeah, I think within the next couple of years, they can, mm-hmm. they can get up there. And, and I think, like, especially, and I'm not huge in this area, and I don't really know a lot about it, but from looking at it, like, Big Twelve. I mean, if you're not undefeated, you ain't getting in. You're you're not getting a, a shot at national championship. Yeah, they. Uh, you know. No, you're right. They, with the SEC and the Big Ten, they're kind of. Um, they have so many more teams. Mm-hmm. I think the SEC has 16 teams, and we have 10. So it's a you know it's kind of a. 
a tough place for the Big 12 to be in. Um, only having yeah. Oklahoma the last five years being really good, and then Texas On dropping and off. off, and Baylor's yeah. hit and miss, and TCU, and so it's not it's not as easy to get in. Yeah. Um, it goes on those like those those first kind of couple of games, isn't it? Like the ones you can schedule is like I guess ex- exhibition games, but they're not. Yeah, that's, you've really got to win. Yeah, games. you've really got to win those the big games. Yeah, and that's like, that's something OU's done a great job of is scheduling a, a big opponent. Big opponents, um, yeah. So they can say, hey, we beat you know we beat Tennessee and we went to Ohio State and beat them at their mm-hmm. their home their home field, and so that's helped yeah. OU. And now they have the championship game also. Right. Um, was that when Baker did the whole flag thing? Yeah, yeah, at Ohio State. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So now he's back yeah. in Ohio. So that's yeah, kind of, that's, that's kind, kind of funny. funny. But what was so, that? What was that moment like when you were around? Oh, I that? wasn't. I wasn't around. There was only a few guys in the center of the field, and I was yeah. over. Uh, I was talking to my parents on the. They were over by the the sidelines, so yeah. I was talking to them, and I didn't even know what happened until after the game when you yeah. looked on Twitter and Do you guys get heckled quite a bit after that with like leaving Ohio? Uh not leaving because really. we just beat him yeah, by fair you enough. know two scores so it's I mean he got a lot of stuff. lot of grief on Twitter for it but yeah. he's like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. If so you lose you can't he you know, shakes it off and yeah. he's, I mean, he gets a lot of yeah, he's nonsense anyway. Pretty I'm sure. good sport about all that stuff yeah. so Wow. So like when we were doing this before you know you you were kind of in a, in a in a space where you didn't really know what you were going to do. Yeah. You think, do I do this, you know, design stuff all the time? And and you know, you're engaged and you're planning a wedding. And mm-hmm. I know how that goes. It's yeah. an absolute nightmare. Yeah, especially when work. you don't really know. You know, especially you know, you have all you have this wedding planning going on, and then you're also trying to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Where did you know? When when did the spot come up to to come here and teach and coach? Um. So I'm trying to think when we. It was. Probably in February. Yeah, it was, it yeah, was a little chilly. Like that, yeah. So I had uh, – I didn't not like woodworking, mm-hmm. um, and it's something I still love to do. But I just kind of got to where it was kind of lonely, working by yourself every day and going to the shop and seeing the same tools and doing the same thing and going from being around 130 guys that were all, you know – yeah. lively and joking around to going to just by yourself every day and listening to a in a shed or whatever yeah, so it's yeah. like it kind of got to be a drag um so i was like man i, I kind of got to figure out what i would like to do for a living and mm-hmm. i enjoy building and it might come up later on but right now i just it's not something that that i see myself doing long term mm-hmm. um so i kind of thought about it for a couple weeks and you know I always knew I loved to to play and knew that coaching could be in my back pocket mm-hmm. um and then kind of just went for it yeah um to, to coach in high school you have to be a teacher also so that's something new and I'm getting getting used to that I've been in for yeah. a semester now so it's been a weird transition and something I never thought I would be doing I mean right. I thought I'd be coaching but not teaching um so to to transition from business owner to teacher coach teacher has coach, been yeah. it's been smooth but it's been a little little tricky balancing because I still want to to run forty four design co and yeah um, do custom furniture and cutting boards and all that stuff so right and cutting boards you did a lot of this Christmas I did right? I I've kind of found a niche where I I like making them um, at first I hated making them because yeah. I did one for me and I was like that took forever. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, there's <laughs> so many fantastic. pieces of wood, and thank you. And it, it's it's a tedious job for such a small thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of discouraged, and I was like, that took as long as I could build a table. Yeah. In the same amount of time, and you have to have so many different types species of wood, mm-hmm. um, and you can use hardwood, and you can't stain the wood, so you have to get whatever that wood looks like when it's oiled. That's yeah. what it's going to look like on the board. Um, a lot of people, and I, I can't blame because I was doing the same thing. They're like, "Can I get this piece stained this color and this piece stained this color?" And I have to explain. Actually, you can't stain no. them because if you cut into that, and you can contaminate your food, and it's just a long, yeah, a long process. And so, I first I was just, I'm not doing cutting boards. And then, I uh, I talked to a guy who showed me kind of how to batch them out in, in bulk, and so I could do one big glue up, you know, that's 12 feet long, and then cut them up in oh yeah in different sections, it's like a cookie baking tray or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I I you know I'd glue up a 12 inch wide, you know, seven or eight pieces of wood, glue them up, let it sit flatten it out with a planer and then take it to my chop saw and just yeah s- cut it in 12 inch sections or 15 or whatever it is and so now i can get them out there a little faster yeah, around so the corners Christmas, and then you're good nobody is buying their family member kitchen table right so i i mean i've kind of found a, a market to yeah. where i can sell those and move a lot of product and it's been a good that's really a cool good move for me yeah and that's kind of what i'm going to focus on when i'm coaching because they're easier Easy to, enough to, to do. store i mean i have a hundred sitting in my house you know and yeah. i don't have a hundred tables or even one table takes up the same amount of space so. right and like i said it's something it's it's an it's an easy gift isn't it it's a great gift you know it's not it's like if gift. you're buying a table for somebody it's usually for like a wedding present or whatever it is like for it's yourself. a big deal yeah. for yourself so, you're right and a lot yeah. of people already have furniture but yeah um i mean you, i Decoration. You can have a lot of cutting boards. You don't have to just have one, yeah, can't you? They're like yeah. just another form. A lot of people of, use them just to, to put in their kitchen. A lot of people cut on them and yeah. wear them down, which that's what I like because I've made one for myself and I use it as much as I can and sand it down and re-oil it. And it yeah. kind of brings out the – it's kind of like leather. The more you use it, the, right. the prettier it gets. So um, a lot of cutting boards this Christmas. That's really cool though. I'm glad boards. you found that. I'm glad you, you, yeah. you have that because like you said, now you know – I mean, I know you can still. I'm sure you, you would like to build a table every now and then and do a yeah, cocktail and I will. or whatever. I think but custom orders is the way to go for mm-hmm. for bigger pieces. But for cutting boards, I'm going to try to get into some some local shops and yeah, kind of to grow that side of my my business a little bit. Mm-hmm. How uh, back to the teaching and stuff? I guess do the kids they just call you coach? Yeah, some of them, Mr. Yules or Coach Yules. Yeah, was that um, weird for the first time? Uh, a little bit. The mystery rules was weirder than the yeah. coach rules because I've been at, at practice and I hear it more. Yeah. Um, but after a couple weeks, it kind of you get used. To it's it. yeah, you get used to it. And um, I'm at six. I'm at the sixth grade center, so I'm not coaching any of those kids yet. Yeah. So it's they know I'm a coach, yours, but yeah. to call me coach, it's a little different for them. But uh, it was weird at first. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, oh, that, I'm, a, I'm a real teacher now. I <laughs> got my nameplate. So. And you're teaching, was it geography? Geography, so? yeah, yeah. Yeah, Western Hemisphere geography. So, A lot I, of maps. A lot of maps, a lot of, uh, you know, oceans, rivers. Capital cities, stuff, stuff like I that. I really enjoy because I like to travel, and it's all yeah. interesting stuff. And I've, I've been to a lot of the places we're learning about. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, easy to teach because you get to – you know, I've been to D.C., I've been to New York, and this is how it, you know. Um, so, and you get to learn about some places you haven't been to. Right. Um, and the kids enjoy it, too. They 
there's so many different ways of yeah it's an interesting to topic isn't now it? um you have youtube you have discovery education we have these virtue vert vr goggles oh really uh, the reality thing yeah so you can look around if you want to go to the white house or if you want to go to the rocky mountains or yeah uh in hawaii you know anywhere you can think of you can type it in and do a lesson plan where they're i mean that looks pretty funny but there's 25 kids like looking around, their, you know, with their their goggles on. That's so cool. Yeah, Schools so changed, didn't it? That's changed. Schools a lot. changed so Technology much. and all of them have phones. Yeah, so. I thought it was cool when I saw a class kid, you know, kids full of class had iPads. I'm like, oh, now you're talking about VR and stuff. Like, and it's uh, you're not yeah, carrying around a change, huge textbook no, anymore. Textbooks are, you? are we don't. Yeah. Nobody really has them. You know, it's all on the mm-hmm. the smart boards or the the laptops. So yeah. And then first year of coaching has gone well too. Gone, yeah, it's been it's been great. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the first practice back out on the field since I played, I was like, man, this is what I love to do, and it felt felt right. Um, we had a we had a decent year, a lot of injuries, and that's how it goes in high school. You know, you only have so many kids. So, yeah. Um, but being around kids that that need uh, need somebody to look up to and get to teach them more than football has been has been yeah awesome. you get to teach you know, them a lot just, of life lessons not just x's and o's it's you know you get to make yeah. relationships that that you'll uh, have for a lifetime and i know my high school coaches have been i mean my high school coach was in in my wedding yeah as a groomsman so it's a you know a thing that a kid 17 18 that really needs somebody. you're like a second dad really yeah. isn't you? or some you kids know, you are a dad around these them kids. more than their parents are yeah. probably so it's it's fun, and that's why I kind of did the high school routes because you get to be have more relationships. You have more of a life impact on these kids yeah, rather sure. than than just a college sure. thing. And, and Deer Creek has been has been awesome. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's a, the facility it's up here is great awesome. Great campus and great facilities. So yeah, they just and as we're doing this, like I said, they're they're redoing the turf yeah, right the now. The turf that's just gravel on the field, so it's it's weird looking, but yeah, um, they just jumped up to to six A two, so that's. 6A1 is the highest class, then they split it up into 6A2. So in a couple of years, they'll okay. probably be, be at 6A1. So it's a big deal. Like you're at the it's top, yeah, it's growing, almost at the top yeah, of, it's a, of it's a big high school, school in the state. Uh, the high school's growing like crazy. Yeah. This is a cool area too. It There's a cool. lot of stuff around here. Yeah. It's kind of nice to drive out drive out here because yeah, you're, you're kind of out in the way. In the country, but you're 10 minutes from right from uh, the city. So Yeah, it's, it's a it's good different. place to be, yeah. definitely. Um, what exactly are you coaching? I coach. Uh, I'm the special teams coordinator, and then I coach linebackers. Okay. Um, so that's what I, I played linebacker in high school, and then at at OU I played fullback, and then I'm on special teams a lot. Mm-hmm. So I have a passion for for special teams, and it's something that I enjoy preparing yeah. for and and game planning for. Um, so yeah, it's been, is there? It's I guess who would be the biggest rival for Deer Creek right now? Uh. Since the classes changed, you don't have really one. The last set, three yeah. years, they've the last four years really, they've jumped up two or three classes. Okay. So, um, you don't have that. We don't have a set rival. Choctaw is yeah. always a game that is uh, a close game, and mm-hmm. they play us tough. Um, so that I would say Choctaw probably, yeah. or and they're far. You know, they're a long ways right, from here, yeah. but it's still. A, but that's quite a hyped game yeah. going there. They're always somebody that we we want to beat, and then hopefully within the next couple of years we can uh, play all the Edmond schools 
you know, we have just like college, we have three games before our mm-hmm. district starts. And uh, is Heritage hold quite a big school? It's big. It's I think three or four A. Okay. So we don't, we don't play well, they Heritage yeah, but, but they're yeah. good. I they mean, they they're really good, but I yeah. guess they're not size wise. They're always there. always up there. And yeah. So hopefully the Edmonds schools they're just right up, right down the road. Do you got North and Santa Fe? Edmund North Santa, Santa Fe and then uh, Memorial. Okay. So three and they're all all big schools. So good tests for before the season. Yeah, it's a, it's good to play opponents above you. I think they're all a, a class above us. Okay. Um, bigger schools and you know they have good teams. Santa yeah, Fe yeah, yeah. this past year was. Uh, I think ranked number one in the state for a little bit, and so they're. It's good to play. Right. Good to see where you guys stand you going you in. Play your district. So. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. That's exciting, especially yeah. you know after just the first year and, you know, going into everything with, I mean, you're doing exactly what you want to do, right? You, you know, outside of being on the field in the NFL, yeah. like you are doing what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to to have those connections with football and still be in touch with all the mates you know and, yeah. and, and see each other at weddings and, and football games and stuff like that but yeah i'm sure um does anyone do you did anyone kind of come back for bedlam or anything like that um it was at stillwater this year so, so i didn't is see it one yeah. i i uh homecoming is when most of the guys come back and enough, you see yeah. some familiar faces uh and then i you know i keep up with Five or six of them really, really close. Um, Trevor Knight's one that I I see here and there at weddings, mm-hmm. and we have a you know a couple of mutual friends, and then um, Reuben Hunter, who's in Tulsa, is still pretty local. He's one of my one of my good buddies, and um, and then here and there, we're all in a, yeah. you know, a fantasy football league that <laughs> that keeps us kind of in touch. kind of arguing still, yeah. and we have group texts that we always chime in on, so that's kind of. You know, you talk to him more than you see him. Right. But, uh, That's cool, are, though. You still have that relationship. Like, I, I kind of have that with buddies of mine from back home. Like, yeah. I don't see them at all. And I have this, yeah. you know, 15 people in a group text that just, it's fire. And yeah. there's a lot of banter yeah, going it's on. it's always, always right. back and forth. And yeah. kind of that that bond you mm-hmm. uh, made when you were in on the team. Yeah, uh, definitely. It never goes away, so. No, I, I, and I can see why you know you missed that working in the shed working on your woodworking after you got out of school and wanted to be around yeah a team more weird. often like yeah, that's and I, i've not really been around that but i've been you know like i said coming to the states and being away from family was kind of something i guess i can relate yeah, no to doubt. like it's weird the silence is weird isn't it mm-hmm. uh you know you don't have people shouting you screaming and just yeah. hanging out and playing jokes or whatever it is yeah. like it's you take it for granted when you're in it but then when yeah. you're out you're kind of like man that like it's so nice for a week, and then yeah. you're like, "Where are my friends?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What um, what's kind of I guess plan now for uh, you know for for the new year for 2020, and obviously, you know, you're recently married, and yeah. wife's in um, nursing school and getting ready for that to be done. Yeah, and she's grinding away. She's uh, at OU nursing, and she'll be graduating in in May or May or June. Yeah. And I'm not sure, uh, but uh, going into 2020, just continuing coaching. Uh, I'll be at the sixth grade uh, intermediate school mm-hmm. um, and then hopefully moving up in the the high school coaching world. Yeah. Um, coordinator and then try to be a head coach uh, when that opportunity presents itself. That's kind of my goal. Yeah. Um, and I think I have a, you know, a good, a good uh, avenue to, to get there within the next couple of years and, 
Um, woodworking wise, uh, kind of mentioned earlier, I'm kind of focusing on cutting boards. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy it. Easy to sell. They're cheap enough for most people to buy one. Yeah. Um, like furnitures, you know, it's big yeah, it's and mega it's more expensive, expensive and it? it's just kind of a it's a hassle. Um, try to get in some local, you know, shops and stores in the city or mm-hmm. in Norman area, and then just kind of continue to grow it. I'll uh, I'll be selling them on my website and that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of deal. And then before holidays and that thing, picking up, building yeah. more and kind of gearing up for really pushing it mother's day father's day that kind of thing yeah so those are both well good good markets yeah to no I'm, I'm 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 kind of i'm not i guess i'm kind of glad that you know we've done this a year later yeah because right? so much more has happened oh i know i was like man it's gonna be a different <laughs> it's a totally different a little podcast. Bit the same but it'll be a, yeah. it'll be a little different which is good though because like this is you know when my dog chewed that sd card there were three episodes that yeah. were destroyed and i did the one of them Luckily, I, I guess we did it like a week later, and yeah. it's exactly the same interview. Um, yeah, same. But way. this is different, you know. Like I, I'm kind of glad that that just to know what's happened, and then just you know, you found it. You know, you found where you want to be, and like, yeah. like I said, the design stuff's still still going, and you found what you want to do in that. And that's no really cool. So, um, for everyone listening, what is I guess uh, Instagram, and then what's the website? Uh, 44designco.com, and then 44designco's Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And Facebook. It's awesome. I kept it all the same. So yeah. Easy to find. Good. Um, exciting year coming ahead and getting back into it it. kids coming back soon yeah tomorrow thank you for listening it's gonna be awesome we are inspired by those around us uh, until spring break Make sure and spring you practice starts this podcast so we'll on your favorite podcast. Yeah, as a coach, you don't really have a summer, do you? Right? So you, they get in pretty early. Yeah, stories. we get we get a couple weeks Oklahoma right after content, school, and then this is Oklahoma uh, on they'll Facebook come in, and Instagram. They work out every morning from eight to ten. Yeah, and then Fourth uh, of July, we have about a week off, and then from Fourth of July till yeah. Thanksgiving, flat out. So yeah, uh, but. That's gonna be Nothing awesome. Better, yeah, so. definitely. Well, mate, I really appreciate yeah, time. Yeah, thanks for. Uh, like I said, you know, I'm I'm happy to see where you are now. It's really cool to see yeah. the difference in a year and, and just kind of you know just to see where you're at and, and why not? Let's do this next year Mixed after after Alan next Brown. season. Let's do it. Awesome. Music. Thanks, Chad. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah. See you. See you later.